0: Hello and welcome to The Hot Seat. I'm here with Tony Travers to discuss the possibility of Scotland going independent and the implications for the current Westminster government. Welcome Tony. Good afternoon. So what are the polls showing at this point?
1: Well, recently, and we're now talking in mid June that the polls have narrowed quite substantially. Not all of them, of course, being polls. There are it's quite a wide range of observation, interestingly, and unlike recent general elections when opinion polls have tended to cluster quite closely together, there's quite a wide range here, and I think not all of them are going to get this as near right as pollsters normally do with general elections. Having said that, this is a kind of presidential race, it's a two horse race. And I think that many people would expect the, uh, choi- the, the the yes and no votes to narrow as we approach the election because it's a forced choice. And I think we will see narrowing. It doesn't mean that, uh, that there's inevitably going to be independence, but it's, uh, at the moment it appears there is some narrowing, tightening in the race. You
0: think that the polls are an accurate reflection of the mood of the Scottish voters? Well, we know that opinion polls in Britain have been pretty
1: good in recent years at predicting general elections and even, to a some degree, local elections. So they're, they're kind of good at uh, this sort of precision now. However, the Scottish race has produced, as I say, quite a wide range of different results from Servation and panel base and YouGov, amongst others, and that, I think, means that it's unlikely unless they all converge towards the end and then all get it right, it's unlikely they're all going to be as near this result as they often have been
0: recently to general election results. And if Scotland does go independent, what will it mean for the administration of the government of the United Kingdom, or whatever entity will remain once Scotland has gone, if it does?
1: Well, It's fascinating, this, because uh, the Westminster political class, that's really all the uh, major Westminster parties other than nationalists, are sincerely hoping that Scotland Scotland will remain in the UK and indeed uh, are not allowing, as far as I can see, any preparation for Scotland voting to leave. If Scotland were to vote to leave, it would produce, I think, a traumatic impact on all the major parties. It has profound implications for them electorally, uh, relatively good potentially for the Conservatives, bad for Labour and the Lib Dems. But beyond that, I just don't think the British political class in London has in any sense woken up to the shock that it would receive when, and if, it is an if, uh, five million of their countrymen decided to leave and the remainder of the UK, or
0: whatever it would be called, uh, you know, would be a diminished place. So why are so many of the parties and political figures so keen for Scotland to stay? Well, I think from the Labour Party's point of view, it's absolutely obvious they have typically
1: around 40 MPs in Scotland. And if you look at how narrow the uh, likely outcome of the next general election in 2015 is likely to be between the Conservatives and Labour, then those 40 seats are absolutely essential to them. Beyond that, the Lib Dems also have done traditionally relatively well in Scotland, so they they too wouldn't want to lose those MPs. For the Conservatives, it's very different. They, of course, would be advantaged in the remainder of the UK, but... David Cameron is a unionist. It was the Conservative Unionist Party, from, you know, famously, and for that reason, I think that if he is, if he were the Prime Minister at the point when you know the UK broke up, that would be traumatic for the Conservatives as well. So, it, it, if Scotland votes to go, it's a loss for all the Westminster
0: parties. Uh. There are there any less cynical reasons? Are there great beliefs in the United Kingdom as a unified country, or is this just about uh, 40 MPs here, two MPs there, a legacy of having lost Scotland? Is that all the parties' uh, calculations are based on?
1: Well, I, no, I don't think they are only based on the cynical mathematics of general elections across the United Kingdom. I think there is a, a genuine. Affection for Scotland in Westminster, you know, it, it's an, an essential element of the United Kingdom. But of course, it has become detached since devolution. I mean, it, it runs its own government, it has its own press. It is significantly detached, and therefore, I don't think the Westminster political elite really knows how to handle it. Even the Labour Party, which, after all, has a large presence, as I've said, in Scotland, I think they think that Scottish Labour MPs are probably rather different to, sort of, say, London Labour MPs or you know, south of Midlands and south of England Labour MPs. They think differently. They have different expectations, but of course the Scottish Labour Party is a major element in fighting to keep the UK inside uh, Scotland, I should say, inside the UK. That's how you look at it, which side of the border, I guess. Um, and with that in mind, this is very, very important for labor. But I think there's genuine affection, too. Oddly, of course, despite all the debates and all the sort of threats, all the you know, suggestions that if Scotland left the UK, couldn't keep the pound, and wouldn't be able to join the EU, all of this stuff, oddly, the people who probably got nearest to pitch the right pitch in terms of trying to keep the Scots inside the UK are the celebrities who've talked about you know Eddie Izzard and David Bowie who sort of said well we love you we want you to stay whereas I think the politicians have sort of aimed a rather hard-edged message at the Scots which I don't think has worked as well for the no
0: campaign as the uh, emotional yes campaign. To return to the more administrative side is there currently a timetable for the change over if they was to leave? Um, what possible sort of timetable could be drawn up to go through what could be quite a traumatic process of changing the, you know, the business of how government works at all levels? There's no question if Scotland votes
1: to leave on September the 18th, uh, I think the Westminster system just won't be ready for it, and it will then be, uh, you know, rapid startle in headlights time for the Westminster political elite. They'll can kind of wake up on the 19th of September if it happens and then have to start. And then the Scots, of course, the Scottish government would want to uh, speed up the process of decoupling from the UK. There'd be then desperately complex negotiations about loads and loads of issues, you know, about defence, about the BBC, about separating out government benefits, but particularly about money. And that is going to be very complicated. Of course, it won't come to uh, anything more than negotiations, but uh, it won't be easy and it probably wouldn't be very nice. And a prediction? Well, you have to say the polls have consistently shown um, no in the lead, i.e. that Scotland will vote to stay inside the United Kingdom. But with this narrowing and the fact that it could be, you know, like America, often in American presidential elections, a 49-51 type result, I think it would be naive, certainly sitting in London, uh, to try to uh, be wise about a result going on in a nation that will make its own decisions. I think it's, you know, all we can say is it is going to be closer than many people expected.
0: And if it is a close no, it is. Devo Max or a new even more extreme version of Devo Max, what's likely to happen is that the status quo is to be removed and quite how far along the line of either devolution or complete independence, that's the path that will be taken?
1: I think it's an excellent
0: question. I think if the
1: Scots vote to stay in the UK then Devo Max or even Super Devo Max, giving the Scots power over a wide range of taxes and potentially more service and more responsibilities for domestic policy, will mean that, in the end, it won't be the same as being an independent country. But the difference in terms of the self-determination in Scotland... Will be relatively marginal. That's not to say it won't be seen as differently by Scottish nationalists. Of course, it would be. But I think the the degree of self determination in Scotland would be very, very significant, and it means that the UK with these reforms in Scotland, but actually analogous ones to a slightly lesser extent in Wales, you know, that the UK is becoming a nearly a federal country, but without any constitutional arrangements Mm. to manage that those federal relationships. But are there any federal feelings in England? Well, the implications of what's going on in Scotland and to some extent in Wales for England I think are fascinating. I mean there are stirrings. Undoubtedly English politicians are now asking particularly those in local government what's in this for us? We hear all of this attention given to the Scots. They have relatively high levels of public expenditure in Scotland. Scotland will get more freedoms than any part of England, any of the regions or city regions of England have. So I think it will kindle, has already kindled actually a greater consciousness within England about the future of England and I I did a radio interview the other day about whether Yorkshire should have greater freedom, the Cornish have been given a new special cultural status and I think that uh, the idea the English are going to uh, sit back and just be governed centrally
0: from Westminster with no response is probably unlikely. Perhaps an English parliament is maybe a topic for another day that we could come back to considering how the devolution goes?
1: I think an English Parliament, uh, I mean, there are all sorts of ways of delivering. Uh, If 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 the Scots stay in the UK, I mean, it could be that an English Parliament would be a way of delivering separate governments for England, but that would be very complicated because you could again and again end up with a Conservative majority in the English Parliament with a Labour majority from time to time in the UK, Parliament and that, how that would work, heaven only knows. I suspect, knowing the way Westminster works, they might look for greater devolution within England, but continuing a sort of messy uh, arrangement within Westminster uh, without the, the West Lothian question fully,
0: finally sorted out. All right, It's very interesting. Thank you very much, Daddy. are off that seat.